Hey mamas, we're back. And this week we're talking about something that we feel every mother, whether you're a brand new mom or a veteran mom, can relate to. Mom guilt. Yep, it's a real thing. It's the annoying, internal, nagging voice that makes every mom question whether she's good enough. We'll cover what mom guilt actually is, what causes it, we're going to share our personal experiences with it, and share how to deal with it and help you shut that voice up. So tune in, you're not going to want to miss this one. Welcome to the So You Had a Baby podcast. We are your hosts, Inkiru and Krista. We'll be sharing empowering stories and topics to inspire women to grow and love themselves more throughout their postpartum journey. Join us each week as we work to change the stigma around postpartum. All right, Krista, let's get into it. Mom guilt. Um, Can you explain what mom guilt actually is? Absolutely. So we looked it up to get a better definition. And what we found was an explanation of it, I think is a better way to use a better term through activekids.com. And the way they explain it is a feeling of guilt, doubt, anxiousness, or uncertainty experienced by mothers when they worry they're failing or falling short of expectations in some way. For many moms, particularly new, single, or working moms, the variables that contribute to this phenomenon are numerous and intense. Yeah. So I also read on Active Kids that um, mom guilt, and you kind of touched on this, but mom guilt does not actually exist in Webster's Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And there's no listing for it. So it's, and there's no listing for it in the National Institutes of Health or the American Academy of Pediatrics. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the are in these primary sources. And they just, like you said, gave an explanation as to what it is, because there isn't an actual definition. Mm-hmm. What's funny, though, is as much as it's not a real thing book wise, it's a real thing. Every it's mom totally a real thing. It. And if right. you ask any mom, they're instantly like, oh man, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they haven't been able to call it by name. They haven't been able to actually define it or make it a, a official term, mm-hmm. but it is totally an official thing yeah. that happens to every mom. What causes mom guilt? Let's talk about that. Oh, well, that's a simple, that's a simple answer for you. Exactly. Everything. Everything Everything causes mom guilt. Oh my goodness. I was literally thinking of like, what causes mom guilt? And I was like, well, okay. So, so I'm going to read off a few things for you that I came up with. (laughs) Um, Going back to work. So moms, Mm -hmm. when they decide that they want to go back to work or it's time to go back to work or they have to go back to work, whatever that looks like for somebody. There is a lot of guilt that comes with it. Um, yeah. I've heard from people feeling like you're not doing enough uh, mm-hmm. as, as a mom, like keeping your kid entertained or being um, involved with your kid or, you know, wh- whatever that looks like. I've heard of a, a, like a bad mom syndrome, like you're, you're not, I guess, leveling up is a good way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Which, which I feel like, I mean, you, to go back to the definition, if you will, of mom guilt, that's, I mean, that's literally where, what it is, is not, you don't feel like you're leveling up in anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You feel like you're failing. Yeah. You're feeling, you're failing. Breastfeeding. 
breastfeeding, there's, I feel like there's a ton of mom guilt around breastfeeding versus bottle or formula, um, making that decision. There's, yeah, there's tons of mom guilt around any of all of that topic. Uh, I actually heard from somebody, uh, one of a friend of mine had mentioned, um, which I think is really interesting because you don't think of this one and I didn't, but I actually experienced some level of this, um, tongue tied, like yeah. your child's tongue tied and the decision to get surgery or not to. And yeah. which, which I thought was really interesting because I mean, there's, I don't know if trauma is the right word, but there can be a lot of trauma around that decision because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to take your child in for, you know, to, to clip the, um, the little skin underneath their tongue or, uh, for yeah. Harper, for Harper, it was her, her top lip, um, mm. the, the skin, um, I'm totally blanking on the name of what that little skin thing is, but lip tied basically. Mm. Um, so we didn't do the surgery, but like that, that's, we can, that was something that came up. Yeah. To make your baby food or to buy it, you mm. know, um, mm-hmm. daycare, whether you're sending your kid to daycare or getting a nanny, um, taking time for yourself. I swear th- this list is endless, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And I feel like just like we said in the beginning there, it's everything. I mean, it, it encompasses so much and it's unfortunate that we feel this way but it's just part of being a parent Mm -hmm. that we're going to feel some type of guilt one way or another Um, and we are going to discuss later on in the podcast like how to kind of overcome that or Mm -hmm. deal with it for me I guess I can I can speak to my own experience and what that entailed yeah Um, and and also if you can explain like how it affected you because I think that's a really important part of it is how it personally affected you and how you parented or like how you felt emotionally yeah yeah so I feel like with me there were several little things but I feel like there were three main parts of it that I experienced Mm -hmm. that really stood out to me in my um during the first um postpartum months um and one of them was latch issues. So we did talk about this, um, or you did mention it, tongue ties. They were suspecting that there were some latch issues with Sienna, and they suspected a tongue tie. And I did speak about this earlier on in my my story that we recorded. Mm-hmm. They suspected that she had a tongue tie, a posterior tongue tie, which is different than an anterior tongue tie. It's underneath. It's kind of like in the back underneath the tongue a little bit so it's harder to diagnose and harder to see mm-hmm. um so they suspected that she had that but um there was no official diagnosis of it they referred us to a uh ENT mm-hmm. i believe it's an ear nose throat ear, specialist yeah. ear nose and throat and and they suggested that we go to him and he will uh, fix fix a tongue tie if it, he'll diagnose and fix it if there is one, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll just do a little you know a little bit of surgery to to make it happen. And she was five months at the time, so 
I was going through just like the experience of being a new mom and, and kind of navigating my way every day through that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were a lot of hard times and, and just adjusting to the whole thing. There were hard times in that. And then let alone having to possibly deal with a five month old being in surgery. And, you know, oh. I know it's a minor surgery and it's not a big deal and it happens all the time. People or babies get tongue ties. But it was it was my baby, you know, mm-hmm. like when it's happening to your child or it's happening to you, it's a whole different experience. You get you have a whole different perspective on it. And I just felt very overwhelmed and nervous and scared about having her um, have a possible tongue tie and then having to go through surgery, just going through all of those motions. So my mm-hmm. husband and I decided to wait it out and see what would happen. And it turns out, you know no tongue tie. She's fine. But someone else was telling me that the child was diagnosed with tongue tie, but then they didn't get the surgery done until the child was like eight years old. Yeah. And that you would still need to do it at that time. I, well, it started affecting his speech. So that's why they really suspected, Oh yeah. Like maybe this is serious. Like we need to get this done. And so this lady was describing this to me, but with her experience and I was thinking, Oh my goodness. And that was making me even more nervous. Mm -hmm. It was when I joined a La Leche group. And if you, anyone that's listening knows what that is or doesn't know what that is. It's a group where uh, it's a breastfeeding group essentially to help moms in their breastfeeding, helping the baby latch or helping uh, them going through any struggles that they're having with breastfeeding. And it's just, it forms a small community of other women kind Mm -hmm. of going through uh, either the same experience as you are, or the same struggle as you are, or a different struggle perhaps. And it just kind of forms a community around it and, and helps you maybe be able to breastfeed uh, at all or better or Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's a nice little group, but I joined, I just went to one meeting and this lady told me that, and I was like in my head about it and freaking out and, and so nervous and the thought of it coming up at the time, the thought of it coming up later in her life, if we didn't fix it or we didn't go to the ENT or, and and do something about it it was super nerve wracking. I had a lot of guilt around that because I was thinking, am I not uh, being a a good mom by, Mm -hmm by, you know, listening to, you know, at the time I wanted to just wait it out. And I was like, am I not being a good mom by like, you know, possibly looking further into this or figuring this out. And Mm -hmm. there was just so many questions in my mind, especially as a new mom, there was just a lot of doubt and, and guilt that I had around that. And man, am I glad that that is over because (laughs) it was just, it was just, it was a stressful time. Totally. That thought of having to bring your kid back into any type of surgery when they're so little and, and, and what's also is like, they don't have the ability to really tell you anything at that point. So it's like, there's yeah. one more factor that you're dealing with and mm-hmm. exactly amongst and it, other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah. And experiences, because mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do when someone tells you an experience of their own is you want to compare it to your own situation. And and it is, it's helpful sometimes, but it's also, it could be detrimental because totally you're in your mind about it and you get stressed out about it then you feel guilt around it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where I was at at that time. So there, there was, I had got guilt around that. Um, another thing that I had guilt around was breastfeeding in general, like feeling like I wasn't 
meeting the expectation of being able to breastfeed without any issues, without yeah. any breast milk supply issues or, or, or any issues of her getting enough. Like I was feeling guilt around not living up to an expectation of being able to breastfeed mm-hmm. that I had for myself, I guess. Cause I didn't think that it was going to be a walk in the park, but I knew there was going to be some type of struggle. I just didn't know that I was going to have the struggle that I had. Yeah. And, I think that's uh, really interesting what you said. Sorry. What, what, but like to like the self, the self-imposed like opinion, like what you said, what you, the expectation that you set for yourself and then the guilt of not living up to your own expectation. Like- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I didn't have this expectation that I would not have any struggle, yeah. but I was thinking that it wouldn't last maybe for as long, or maybe I'd just struggle in the very beginning and then it would be fine. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like an up and down thing you know, throughout the breastfeeding process. And I learned to love breastfeeding, but there was time, there were times where I did struggle and I, I had guilt around that because of the expectation that I wasn't going to struggle for as long as I thought I, I would. In the beginning, I had thought that it would just be like a learning curve and then I would get over that and then it'd be a breeze. You yeah. know, and then what it really was, was it was learning curve. I got over that and then I struggled and then I didn't, and then I struggled and then I didn't, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I struggled and then I stopped, you know? So yeah. the guilt that I had around it was the fact that the expectation that I had for myself wasn't, wasn't completely met because I just didn't think I was going to have the issues that I had. Mm-hmm. Do you think so. that with the, with the guilt around that, do you feel like it affected how you parented or like decisions you made um, on what to do, you know, when you weren't able to produce enough milk? Did it affect the decisions you make you made or? That's a good question. Like, do you mean, did it affect my decisions in parenting? After yeah. That? You know, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, okay, so you're, you're faced with this issue and mm-hmm. now, and now you have to decide. Okay, what am I going to do in replace of of you know breast milk if I can't do that? Did it affect like the decision yeah. you made going forward? Like, okay, what's what's another option? Is there guilt around that option, or you know, you know what mm, I mean? Definitely, I we had to consider other options because we needed to make sure that we were that she was getting enough and she was getting the nutrients that she needed. Mm-hmm. So we did have to look at alternative options, and the fact that I my breast milk supply wasn't where it needed to be throughout my breastfeeding time with her. Um, it did affect our decision, my, both my husband and I's decision to have an alternative method of feeding her. Mm-hmm. And it was bottle feeding and uh, we did resort to formula as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that that there was a little bit of mom guilt there because I was holding on to breastfeeding. You know, I desperately wanted to be able to still breastfeed her, but I knew that I had to, I had to integrate the other methods as well. And so that was, that was difficult because I went a while with just breastfeeding her uh, without formula feeding or without, um, no, I did bottle feed as well when I was breastfeeding. Um, But 
I, I went without supplementing formula mm-hmm. and, and there was a little bit of, there was guilt and there was shame because I was holding on to this, to breastfeeding, but it was a little selfish in a way because I wasn't admitting that to myself that I needed to supplement for her. Yeah. Like what was best for her was that she was getting supplementation as well as my breast milk. And for mm. a small period of time, I was holding on to just breastfeeding when in reality, uh, she could have benefited from supplementation and at the same time. So we then did add in supplementing and it was a world of a difference. Like she gained weight very quickly. She was, she just was happier. She was healthier. Like it just, it was better, you know? And, and there was so much guilt around not being able to just solely breastfeed her that, um, it was hard, you know, it was hard to, to have to deal with that because I so wanted to breastfeed her because I had grown to love breastfeeding, but I knew that I had to also give her the nutrients that she needed because this was a growing baby. You know, I couldn't deprive her of nutrients, whether I want for my selfish reasons or not, I needed to, I needed to supplement and that's what we decided to do. And we did that for her. That's interesting that you say that though, because it makes you wonder like, you know, every, I feel like your experience is particularly in that situation. I feel like so many moms encounter, you know, with the, okay, I want to breastfeed. Well, now I can't. Well, my decision to keep trying is affecting my ability, my kid's ability to get the nutrients. Mm. And and for you to say like, okay, maybe this is a selfish thing. And I feel like so many women experience this. Like, am I, am I guilty about this for myself or am I guilty about this for my kid? And I mean, definitely both come into play, but like at what point you have to get to this point where like, like you did, like, okay, I've got to do what's best for my kid, whatever that looks like. And there's, I mean, there might be judgment outside, but you know, let's be real. People judge about everything. So, (laughs) and so just kind of realizing that, you know what, I'm the parent, I know what's best. And even though it doesn't look the way I thought it was going to, it's no less. It's still great. Right. I'm still being the best parent I, I can be, you know, and eh, well, we'll get into that later, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's really interesting that you say that because to kind of break it down like that, you know? Yeah. And it, it was, it was real for me in that moment. That was my real, those were my real feelings. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm kind of like reliving it a little bit talking about it because I wanted to give her what she deserved, but I was also feeling very guilty about that Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be the one to be her sole, yeah, like, what is it called? (laughs) What am I trying to say? Provider, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Like, I wanted to be able to breastfeed her solely. Like, I wanted her nutrients to solely come from me you know, and, and it didn't. And that was hard for me to accept Mm -hmm. for a little while before I was able to say, Hey, she needs nutrients. She needs more. We need to supplement. And I think that's where I felt selfish because I was solely thinking about what I wanted Mm -hmm. and not what she needed. So that was a process that I had to kind of get over and, and deal with 
before we added in supplementation and man, it was great. When we added supplementation, it was fantastic. Everything changed. And I was just feeling like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. You know, that was the second thing. And the last thing was not being present enough. I had guilt around not being completely present with her every single moment. And I, I know that there's times where you're just, maybe you can be present all the time or, um, you know, something else is preventing you from doing that, but because that's just, that's just life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like I wasn't as present or I felt guilty whenever I couldn't be as present because I, I wanted to, but mm-hmm. I couldn't. And, and what I'm referring to specifically was being in school yeah. and taking that time away from her. I know that we, um, one of the mom guilt causes is going back to work, right? Yeah. And this is something that I can't fully relate to in the sense of going back to a traditional nine to five job, but I can relate to in the sense of going back to uh, grinding, you know, grinding and having to study and having to devote my time to something else yeah. besides taking care of Sienna. And that is how I can relate to that. And it was, it was very hard for me to realize that I literally cannot be present at all moments at all times because I'm in school, because I'm, I am, uh, doing this thing that maybe looks selfish to some, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing this thing for me and I can't be completely present for her. And Mm -hmm. I kept going through this like guilt that I had because I wanted desperately to just be present with her, but I couldn't because I had to devote a specific amount of time towards school. Yeah. So that was the other thing for me. Um, The last thing for me that I struggled with was being able to be completely present with her and not feeling any guilt around it. Totally. That's a hard one. Yeah. So for mine, I have a few that I wrote down um, just like thinking when I was thinking about this. And so the first one that I was thinking, I'm kind of going to go a little bit in order, which I think is funny, but <laughs> it's like, okay, right when I gave birth, how did I, how did it affect me then? So, yeah. And actually, I feel like it caught me right out of the gate. <laughs> mm. I think it's funny because like, you know, when I'm thinking of like, I digress a bit, but my, you think like, I didn't really know what mom guilt was. I mean, I, you hear of it, you know, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know what it was and like what that looked like yeah. until I gave birth. And I swear the minute you give birth, it's like something in your brain goes off and mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, I'm not living up to this. Oh, I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm not doing this. And you're like all of these things start stacking on and you yeah. go from not knowing what it is to like, oh, <laughs> oh, I guess I've always known what this is and now it's really present for me. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for me, the first thing I experienced was, so I made a decision, we made a decision, um, if we were po- if it was possible, that I was going to breastfeed. I was really excited about that. And Harper had a little thing, you know, her upper lip. So, it was a little bit tricky in the beginning for breastfeeding. It definitely hurt a lot. And when I went into my first lactation consultant, 
she told me because she was really little, she said that I needed to breastfeed. And then after I breastfeed, I need to, I need to pump and then bottle feed or spoon feed. And I swear when she said those words to me, it's like something went off of my head and everything in me like cringed. And Mm -hmm. I, but I did it because she told me to, you know, and that they know best. And I had, you know, in that moment, I had a lot of guilt, like for what you said, exactly. Like I wanted to breastfeed only and I'm producing, I don't want to bottle feed. And Mm. then I did it and she had nipple confusion. And, Mm. and so I was like, I had guilt that I listened to somebody else and didn't listen to my own, my own instinct that like, I know what's best for my baby in this moment. And and so she wasn't, she wasn't latching for like, I think about two or three feedings after immediately after I did that. And so I felt so guilty that I even mm. did that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I ruined it. Now it's going to be so much harder for myself. And I just like the amount of guilt that I put on myself in that moment. I mm. literally remember sitting on my bed crying and thankfully my mom was here to help me. <laughs> but like, yeah. but like the guilt that I had around making that decision and then taking somebody else's advice and against my own, like what I felt like was better judgment at the time. Ugh, that was, I mean, that like weighed on me. So how old was Harper when you got that advice to bottle feed? That was like, she was like a rest- week old. Wow. Like maybe like a week. That was literally like, the, um, really? most people will get that. You get your first lactation consultant after you leave the hospital. And I think mm. it's like a couple of days after you come home. I can't remember. It's been a while now, but, um, it was, it was in that very first appointment. And I decided after that, I was like, I'm never going back to that person. I did not like her. I don't like mm. her advice. And it was like completely counterproductive for me. Um, mm. and then later, um, so for later on, uh, this, I mean, the first one's kind of, they're all kind of interconnected, honestly, it was around breastfeeding was because I was in so much pain because yeah. bre- breastfeeding hurts. <laughs> yeah. In and the beginning. I was, yeah. And I was, <laughs> I, my, I mean, you know, my nipples were cracking and bleeding and I was just in so much pain. And every time she'd latch, I'd like cringe. It was like a toe curling pain in the beginning. Mm. And I, someone's, I think my mom or somebody was like, you should just use a nipple guard. And yeah, that feeling of guilt came rising right back up. Like, I don't want to use a nipple guard. Like, mm. that's not natural. That's not the way I wanted to do it. And I, I mean, I was in so much pain and the stubborn guilt part of me was like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to mm. ruin it. I don't want to get stuck to this. And like, it seems like a weird thing to have guilt around, but like, I would not do it because I didn't want to go back on the decision I made, which mm. in, you know, hindsight, I it probably would have been so much better and it, and you know, it just, uh, it was just frustrating because, because I put so much on myself in that moment that I like sat there and grit my teeth through something that I probably didn't need to, Mm. but I, but I had a lot of guilt around making those decisions because I thought it was going to be, you know, looked down upon or like the shame that you were saying that I had kind of shame and I wasn't like doing it naturally the way I should be able to do it or, um, And then the other thing in that, in that same thing was I, in the breastfeeding arena, if you will, is I had a lot of guilt because I had an extra enzyme in my breast milk. I eventually found out and I wasn't able to, she wouldn't take a bottle, which means Mm -hmm. my husband, Chase, 
never got to feed her. And so he missed out on a lot of that bonding. And even though I was doing what I needed to do for my baby, you know, and doing what was best, I felt so much guilt, not, not about like I took on this guilt of my husband not being able to bond in the way I felt like he wanted to because mm-hmm. I was hogging her. Like, which is so silly because, you know, I have to do what I have to do. Mm. And she's not taking a bottle. I can't, like, force it down her throat. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I felt guilty that, you know, she, you know, she, you know, that he didn't get that moment of bonding. And that was really hard for me because, you know, I, that's my husband. And, and it's his yeah. daughter, too, you know. And I want him mm. to have those moments. But I just, we couldn't do that. That wasn't, that wasn't the reality for our situation. Yeah. So. First of all, I want to appreciate what you said, because I feel like that is such a, it's a different perspective than mine, but it's also, it's also very relatable because Mm -hmm. breastfeeding is such a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge part of being a mother and being Mm -hmm. a woman and you want to preserve that you know you always hear about it before you give birth you always hear about it you don't know what it's going to be like for you but you hear about it and you want to be able to experience it in the way that you want to experience it and when you don't your whole world is like turned upside down and you're thinking like what what is happening like yeah well and you (laughs) instantly get this like well I'm not I'm not providing I'm not I'm I'm not not a a good good mom. mom. I'm a bad mom. Which is not true. It's not true at all because the reality is, is a good mom is taking care of her her son or daughter or child, you know, in whatever capacity that looks like. So, you know, and, and even if it means you don't get to breastfeed, because let's be real, there is literally no way to know if you're going to be able to or not be able to. You have no way. Yeah. You have no way of knowing that. So rather than put those hard, those hard like expectations on yourself, just knowing that whatever that looks like, you're doing what's best for your kid and no one else's decision matters is like, it's so important to remind yourself and tell yourself and hear. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So some of the other things I felt good that there's two more things I was going to talk about for guilt um, for myself was we made the decision for me not to go back to work. Um, for me to stay home. And I had so much guilt about staying home and Mm. not financially contributing to the family. Mm. That was such a hard thing for me. It Mm. was, I felt like I, I mean, even though I was doing so much and being home and you know, I took on, you know, being a, being a stay-at-home mom is not a walk in the park by any means. It's a hard job. But I was constantly like, well, I'm not, I'm just, I had these feelings of like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Now I'm not financially contributing. I'm not doing enough anymore. And that just weighed on me so mm. much that it kind of took on a life of its own, honestly. Like, it, it, it was something that I struggled with a lot. Uh, you know, which is funny because I feel like you hear all the time about when women decide to go back to work, there's obviously a lot of guilt that women deal with there. But yeah. on the other side of it, staying home, the guilt that comes with not going back to work. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you, it's a lose-lose, it feels yep. like. <laughs> totally. And then 
one of the, the other thing that I felt, um, a lot of guilt about was, um, needing to take time for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of similar to what you said, but like just needing to like leave and get away or like needing to not be with Harper for a moment, Mm -hmm. just having Mm -hmm. time. Like I felt like, Oh, well I'm a terrible mom because I don't need, I need to get away from my kid. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I was a good mom, I, I would be able to stay here and like, I'd love every second of it, but like I needed to get away for a second and like take some time for myself. And I felt guilty either for going away and needing time for myself or felt guilty about not being there for family time. Like now I was missing out on family. Like I'm, you know, when I got over the part that I was going away and like being on my own for a little bit, I then felt guilty about not being there with my family. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I, how do I get away from this? Yeah. And, and to add to that, when you do get away and you feel completely relieved mm-hmm. and you feel guilty about feeling relieved. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with us? (laughs) Mom guilt all over the place. Yeah, mom guilt. It's just everywhere. (laughs) No. It's interesting though. And, and, you know, kind of to say how it affected me, I think you start looking at like, you start comparing yourself like, well, is that mom feeling that way? And yeah. And with like social media, there's, there's a lot of input to, have an opportunity to compare yourself and, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you have other mom friends and they don't talk about that or they're not mentioning it. And you're like, oh, well, I guess they're not experiencing it. Maybe they don't feel guilt around this, or maybe they're better at this. And now you're, and now you're comparing yourself with your friends who are probably going through the exact same thing that you're Mm -hmm. going through and not wanting to share it with you because they don't want to be judged for the things that they don't feel like they're living up to. Totally. Yes. I'm sure there are several of my mom friends and people that I know that have mom guilt, but they're not going to share it or it's not going to be a conversation to have with friends because Mm -hmm. they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be looked at differently or viewed differently or be labeled. They don't want to be labeled as a bad mom. Yeah. So I think an important note here is moms, if you're feeling that mom guilt, tell your friends, (laughs) share it, share it, share that guilt because you're not alone. And when you hear that you're not alone, that guilt kind of like melts away a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It forms a community for sure. Yeah. Or even a closer bond with your friends that you can connect with. Or a chance to like laugh about how ridiculous these feelings are. Exactly. (laughs) Or, you know, commiserate together or like empower each other. Mm -hmm. Whatever word you want to plug in front of that, that makes you feel better at that moment. (laughs) Totally. Um, So things to how to deal with mom guilt. Something that I think is really important for dealing with mom guilt is one kind of go back to what we said in the beginning. It's not there's not a real definition for this. So realizing that one, the mom guilt, a lot of it is what you're doing to yourself. Sometimes there's a lot, there's input from other people, but it's allowing yourself to get caught up in that, in that comparison. Yeah. So I feel like what is really important is, is to recognize that you're feeling this guilt to like, to look, to really give it, give it a space in that moment. And allow Mm -hmm. yourself to work through it and, like, talk it through. Like, 
okay, why am I feeling this guilt? Is mm-hmm. it because, you know, for example, that, for example, you know, someone, if someone's not able to breastfeed example, if you're not, if you're feeling that guilt because you're not able to breastfeed to like say it, I feel like guilt that I'm not able to breastfeed because of so-and-so reason. And then realize that this is a real reason. And this person, this is something that maybe is affecting you or you have no control over this. And to realize that what you are doing and the options that you do have is you still being able to show up for your child and do what's best for them. Right. You know, and, and like recognizing that, like, you know, kind of knocking down those walls of like why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. So totally. I agree with that. I think it's, it's important to kind of sit in it and understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Think about it talk it out with either friends or talk about it out loud. Hey, I'm going to be the first one to admit to myself or to everyone that's listening is that I talk to myself sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You you and me both. (laughs) I think the first time I realized when I was talking out loud, I was like, okay, maybe I should uh, (laughs) reel it back in. about your you're talking to yourself and you're like alone in a room you're just, you're just divulging all this all this knowledge and wisdom and no one hears you you're like I'm so amazing listen to this genius <laughs> <laughs> everyone else should hear this I'm gonna say it out loud <laughs> voice memos always, people voice memos I know right I always feel a little bit better when I'm recording it because I'm like I'm not talking to myself I'm recording it so, <laughs> what yeah. you guys don't know about us is the reason we started this podcast is so we don't have to talk to ourselves anymore. <laughs> we can actually talk to someone else and to each other. Go figure. Um, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. I think it's super important to uh, soak it up, to kind of think about it and realize what it is exactly that you're feeling and figure out how to move on, how to mm-hmm. how to navigate through it. Yeah. And then also to realize that like, Yes, there's a lot of outside opinions and everyone is going to impose their wisdom or non-wisdom on you Mm -hmm. and share their parenting style. But here's the reality is my parenting style that was really wonderful and made me like the best mommy for Harper Mm. could not be the best thing for your kid and make you really not be doing what's best for your kid. So realizing that like, Every kid is different and every mom is different and every situation is different. And what worked for me may not work for you. And, and realizing that, you know, your children best, you know, that, you know, what to do, you and your partner are the only ones, maybe a doctor (laughs) will know, you know, on occasion though, let's be real. Sometimes that mom instinct or that, that parent instinct is strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you might know because you're the one personally experiencing it, what's best. And yeah. so to give yourself that credit and realize that you're, you're not falling short, you're, you're, you're doing your best and that right. is perfect. Yes, exactly. Recognizing that you're making the best decisions for you and your family. Like yeah. everything that you are doing for your child, for yourself, you're making the best decision that you possibly can mm-hmm. for 
your situation and for your family. Yeah. And I think that's something that we, we always forget, yeah. especially when we're going through this, you know, we, we have this guilt. We forget to remind ourselves that we're doing the best that we can and that mm-hmm. we are good moms because we're good moms to our kids. We're good moms for our family, for mm-hmm. our children. Exactly. And, and my, my, my ability to be a good mom may not look the same as your ability to be a good mom and to really like stop, stop allowing, you know, allowing yourself to judge yourself and stop setting those expectations so high and realize that you have to take every day as a new day and the things that were challenging you that day are going to be different tomorrow and you just have to show up and do what's best and and not beat yourself up for the decisions you're making. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time we kind of view uh, parenting as a, as a sport, as a competitive sport. And we, <laughs> we will really see, great way to say it. well, I, I can't give myself a little credit. I kind of read it on an article somewhere that parenting isn't a competitive sport. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that and I was like, that is true because we do view We do view parenting as a competitive sport sometimes when we see one mom doing one thing. Oh my Mm -hmm. goodness. You're giving your kids that, that, that meal. Like, wow, I don't even give my kids that. And then we then try to like go to Costco and find the most like elaborate meal to emulate this meal that we saw um, another mom giving their kid. And it's like, why do we do that? Yeah. We're constantly comparing ourselves to other parents. We're constantly parent, uh, comparing our parenting style to another parent. And it, it, it goes with the mom guilt because if we are constantly doing that, we're not, we're not really parenting in the way that we believe rings true to us, Mm -hmm. what rings true to us personally and how we want to parent our kid, our children. And I feel like, raising kids, it does take a village, of course, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that you have to do everything like Billy's mom. You know, like (laughs) you don't have to do everything like Krista. You don't have to do any, everything like Nikki, like you don't. And I feel like there is so, there's so much pressure to be the best mom in someone else's eyes. Yeah. It's not in our own. And we have to realize that we need to take that back and we need to be able to recognize that we are doing the best that we possibly can for our family. Absolutely. It's funny. I was thinking about like, you know, cause you always go to your parents, maybe not always for everybody, but like you go to your parents, like, okay, how my parents do this. And you realize like, even the things that worked for your parents may not work for you. Exactly. <laughs> It may not be the way you need to parent. And let's be real, times change, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And so there's different input and you, you have to deal with the, the curveballs that are thrown at you regularly. So, yeah, for sure. There's not one answer to, to how to deal with mom guilt. There's not yeah. one, one specific answer and then, oh, poof. Yeah. Like yeah. it's done. No more mom guilt. Like that's not going to happen. There is going to be mom guilt because that's just what comes with parenting. However, there are ways to deal with it in your own, in your own situation. And one of the things that you could do is to stop and pause and think about it and talk it out. Maybe talk it out with your husband, talk it out with friends, um, 
like talk about the people that are around you and close to you that you can voice what you're feeling and and it would probably be beneficial to talk to someone that could relate Um, just take its power away basically exactly exactly and I think it's so important too to also emphasize and 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 this goes back to self-talk, positive self-talk. <laughs> You're reading Re- my mind. <laughs> reinforce what is true, what is good, what mm-hmm. you are doing right, what you have been doing that is that is giving your family the best they possibly can have. Like what are those things? And remind yourself that you're doing it and you're doing one heck of a job. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think after this episode, if you haven't already, go back and listen to our uh, talk about our podcast. Yes. Uh, episode seven. Yes. <laughs> that would be a good one to listen to after this one. Yes. But like the, those positive affirmations of what you're doing right and that you are a good parent and really, and really like pouring into yourself that like, you know what? I'm a good mom because I'm doing what's best for my kid in the way that so I know important. how. You know, here's the reality is we know that we didn't cover all of the mom guilt that exist. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, if you're feeling like you have experienced a mom guilt that you want to share, please reach out to us. S- feel free to send us an email and share your personal experience or um, we would love to hear, we would love to hear how you deal with it or what, you know, mom guilt that you deal with so we can help take away their power for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. I'm so grateful that we were able to have this open conversation about what we were experiencing. And I'm, I'm thankful that whoever is listening could possibly benefit from this and know a little bit more about what it is and what it could entail. Maybe if you're pregnant mm-hmm. and if you're going through it right now, girl, we feel you. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much for listening, you guys, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are absolutely grateful and humbled that you would take the time to tune in today. Please join us each week as we change the stigma around postpartum and help build a community where women can feel supported, loved, and empowered. If you'd like to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at So You Had a Baby Podcast, or you can check out our website at SoYouHadABabyPod.com. And if you want to hear more and be part of this community, please subscribe to our podcast. We'd love for you to join us each week.